Welcome to My Hero Notebook, the My Hero Academia discussion podcast where we, like young Midoriya, take notes. I am Maddie, and this is my co-host. And I'm Connor, the co-host, and I will not be making a joke this week. I don't make jokes anymore. This is a very serious podcast. I've never made jokes. No. I will never make jokes. No. We took him to the doctor and got his funny bone removed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've, we made it literally less than 30 seconds. <laughs> literally less than 30 seconds. <laughs> well, you didn't make the joke. I made it because my funny bone was not removed surgically. But I laughed. I didn't hear any laughter. Yeah. Are you sure that wasn't just me? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was you. Okay. Yeah. We blew it. All right. <laughs> uh, today we are discussing episode seven, Deku versus Kachan. Woo. Yeah. So this is basically uh, spoilers. This is just going to be the... Um, it's not spoilers. They've already, If they're listening the, to the podcast, they've already seen the episode. The it's not a spoiler mostly, anymore. Mostly Bakugo, but also Midoriya uh, psychological processing podcast. Um because there's not much else that happens this episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? I wrote some notes about other characters. And I... D- flips through notes. Yeah, yeah like... Yeah, Todoroki Uraka. has a line. Uraka yeah, has Todoroki names. is in this yeah. episode. Ida is mostly just comedic relief, but he has lines. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, let's... See, serious people can do comedy just like us. Well, okay, he wasn't intentionally being funny. And neither are we. okay all right uh cold opens basically worthless it's just a recap for people but i do i do want to point out so like this is just from from like a pullback standpoint pretty normal um when you have a like this is like a two-parter last episode this episode yeah they they it picks up right where the other one left off and when you're watching concurrently with the actual episodes coming out not weird not weird for just to have these like lame you know, yeah, because it's been a week since you've with, seen with the last new. one. So, like, while watching it, it's kind of annoying. Um, but you know, it's pretty standard practice. I wouldn't say this is. It's like trying to pad its runtime. So, no one get mad. No one, no <laughs> one get mad at normal anime and honestly normal story driven show procedure. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, that's how it is. So, the, I'm really impressed by Midoriya's strategy. He keeps in mind not just what he knows about Bakugo, but he knows. Uh, he keeps in mind what he knows about Aizawa's capture weapon to use that tape that All Might gave them to mm-hmm. uh, try to capture Bakugo. But he does it. He he then is able to think on Whoa. the fly and change. I'm sure you had something in the episode to discuss before this, but this is where I started yeah. taking notes. Wow. So you were just yeah, you, you were bored by the children being small and cute again? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, of course it's cute, but we've talked about well, it so many times. Yeah. I would say that the one, the one thing that I did want to touch on, on it is just that, uh, so like Deku says, uh, Bakugo doesn't like, he changed when he got his quirk, but I don't think that's true. Yeah. He still seemed like kind of a, yeah, I, I think Dick. I don't I don't know if, it, if we're supposed to like actually believe that or if I'm supposed to just view it as Deku has such a weird blind spot. Yeah, that, like, it definitely feels like Deku, was Deku's always looking at Bakugo a jerk. through rose-colored glasses. Yeah, and it's like, oh, when you got his, when you got your quirk, you changed. No, no, you could see it. Yeah, he was uh, he's been a bully since day one. Uh, so, but yeah, um, 
you know this this idea that Deku we saw it before we're seeing it again he's like has he had notes on Bakugo but he also had notes on Aizawa like like you were just saying yeah and it's it's not like he recently took the notes either because he says it's in notebook 10 yeah. and the notebook we see when Bakugo takes it is like number 13 mm-hmm. so he's able to recall the exact page number of the notebook that he mm-hmm. wrote the Aizawa notes it. on I, I love, love it too it reminds me of uh like comic book nerds when they yeah. talk about oh you mean issue number 43 page 76 I did that to you once with Naruto yeah I, I, knew, I knew the exact chapter when Kakashi no wait spoilers yeah spoilers for a different <laughs> yes, anime we I, can't have that it, so uh, big mood big mood for me <laughs> I liked it a lot um, but yeah it did also make me question uh, so they say like they, they note the rules uh, one of the rules they didn't say last episode is that you have to like capture somebody with this like special capture tape so like what is that yeah it was like if they if you, if you capture if you capture both of the villains using the special capture tape yeah. then or they're if, out of commission or at least if you capture one of the villains they're out of commission just with the tape like that's right and they yeah. they have to like be They'd a good be sport out. and be yeah. out and like am i supposed to believe that if if deku had just wrapped the tape around yeah they don't go into leg. how oh, much you, you have to wrap him oh, like if he, yeah, if he had made a complete circle with the tape would that have been enough yeah, or does he it. have to like physically restrain bakugo with the tape or what yeah. like i understand the idea of okay you are like symbolic symbolically almost. taking yes. this villain out of commission without actually beating the tar but out like of your but like blocking opponent. blocking a villain's kick and then like going whoop like that does not capture a real villain so right so who knows yeah uh but i still thought it was cool that midori was able to keep cool under pressure and think and strategize as bakugo was moving yeah and and, and again i think it's it's you know we we're seeing just this part of midoriya's character in action like he's a note-taking nerd Mm -hmm. um and relatable yeah um, I, I, I do, I do like, um, you know, we also get a quick little moment of All Might being inspiring. Uh, and I do like that they are establishing that he's, he is at least an okay teacher. Maybe uh, at least an okay teacher to uh, the kids. He's explaining, you know, he's explaining the things. He has a reason for he all this stuff. He explained the rules after the event already started. Yeah, that's, that's for the viewer. They obviously, obviously. But the kids clearly didn't know yes, what but, was happening because but, they were but, like, what's he doing? But Deku and Bakugo do. And that, the, the people sure, who are so he explained it to the yeah. four participants. Okay. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't know. Like, he, he ge- I feel like he gave a good read. I, I see that you disagree. No, I don't agree. You don't disagree? I don't agree. Uh, we'll talk about that more about some things that he does later in the episode. But I, I want to touch on um, how... Deku and Uraraka trust each other here. Not like I know that we talked about shipping them in the last episode, but just from a um, like teamwork standpoint, they are supposed to be two heroes working together in this mm-hmm. um, demonstration or whatever you mock battle, mock battle. Uh, and he he just tells her to go off and do it and trust that she's going to do whatever she needs to do to get the bomb while he does whatever he does to keep Bakugo here. Yeah, I have a similar note. I, I do like how uh, they very, very quickly click and it's in contrast to uh, Bakugo going off on his own, which is, you For know, sure. it's, it's like really expected and its own sort of cliche. Right, it definitely fits perfectly in with the rest yeah. of the stuff we know about Bakugo. But I, I do like the fact that uh, Deku distinctly like banks on like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, sh- like he's like, oh, I was pretty sure that Bakugo was just going to storm off right like even that is part of Midoriya's strategy which I mean it's not surprising you know based on what we know of Bakugo's character and Mm -hmm. then then it's it's nice to see that Deku's like yeah I'm I'm aware of stuff Mm -hmm. I might have a weird idolization thing with him but I am aware of his faults so whatever yeah 
so then uh, part of the one of the flashbacks is um bakugo giving deku the nickname deku yes. and he doesn't he like reads deku's name or midoriya's name izuku off of his pail that they have at school to play with yeah. and he reads look the last character his name is deku and everyone's impressed that bakugo knows how to read at this age and then he says it must mean you're a loser or whatever but i thought that deku actually meant something in japanese that's what i was trying yeah, to ask so you can you can you can read so what 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 they're talking about for like mild context so uh there are multiple ways to read the more complex japanese characters called kanji Mm -hmm. right um uh mild back history is that japan like half of japan's alphabet it's like straight up stolen from china um and chinese and the symbols are almost identical in some cases just straight up identical Mm -hmm. um and a lot of them have multiple ways to read them like uh when, when you pronounce them um, they can sound like wildly different. Like, you know, he's saying like Izuku. Um, you can also see one of the characters as Deku in there, even though it's the exact same thing. It's just with context, you read it a certain way. Yeah, and we, we kind of have that in English, like a long vowel versus a short vowel. And it's sort of affected by like an E at the end of right. the word. It's not exactly the same, but that's kind of yeah. how you can visualize it's, yeah, it's, it. Yeah, it's a more, a more drastic version of that. Yeah. It's a good comparison. And and, and Deku can be, be uh, understood to mean like... Uh, can't do something essentially Mm -hmm. or like unable to sort of okay um it doesn't have to be uh, understood that way uh but that's 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 what um bakugo is referencing like oh you must be useless you must be a loser because your name means like cannot do okay so it wasn't like he was just um ascribing this meaning to deku based on his bullying of midoriya it was like he he read the character Deku and has a little bit of reading comprehension and knows that yeah. that means cannot do or whatever and then says oh that must mean he's a loser mm-hmm. okay I'm and, following and then in of itself too it, it'll it'll jive a little bit more with uh you know the Japanese original watching audience um it's hard to read kanji it's it's hard to memorize that and know all that and so the fact that Bakugo could do that as a young child is oh, impressive. Oh make all those steps yeah. yeah. And so what you know what a lot of those flashbacks are trying to establish is that Bakugo is like a prodigy or at least very intelligent yeah, and very and capable. Yeah and some of the stuff that he does in this episode like when he w- the fight with Midoriya goes on and he starts to get the upper hand and mm-hmm. uh, Midoriya even says he's not giving me time to think um deku or not deku bakugo is smart like we see that we we've seen him perform well in written and practical exams up to this point and we're watching it in real time Mm -hmm. as it were uh so despite his disbelief that midoriya has a quirk at all as we saw with ida in the last episode it really is that he has a blind spot for midoriya but otherwise at at least you know in in these situations fairly intelligent or at least can think on his feet yeah and i so they go back to preschool where he first manifests his quirk Mm -hmm. and first of all i you know that i love the little japanese preschool outfits with the little all the kids are wearing the blue smock and they don't show it in this uh flashback but part of the outfit too in japan is the yellow hat it looks like a safari hat kind of but it's yellow I just find that outfit so adorable and I, I've seen it in a lot of different media. So uh, I just wanted to talk about how much I love that outfit. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So then one of his teachers says a flashy quirk for a future hero and that expectation placed on a child by the caregiver, by the teacher, by the parent 
can be really formative especially at that young age yeah like they they immediately say oh he could be a hero and that puts it in his mind if nothing else and i think like that's it's something that they talk about when they're teaching teachers you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. is to be careful what you expect from children because just expecting them to succeed can actually have some influence on how well they perform mm-hmm. and and I, I imagine you know by expecting certain children to exceed other children who are not expected to exceed therefore don't right and yeah. then you it, as a teacher it's something you have to keep in mind because um if you stop like like if you expect the child to get a c or whatever then you don't bother trying to raise their grade up above with your yeah. teaching efforts above yeah. a c and and i do i do think like you know to to that there is an aspect that's going on here that's um, giving me a good understanding of why Bakugo is the way he is, because mm-hmm. they ha- they have li- little little tiny little Bakugo, and he's like doing, he's like, oh, I am the greatest, or I am great, because he is getting this sort of positive feedback. Yeah, he's like, I, I I am performing these things, and I'm just getting praise. I must be as good as I think I am. And it, while it doesn't excuse his like you know incredible amounts of pride and, <laughs> right. and, and dickishness, it really does explain that. You know, it's it sounds like at no point in his life has he been met with something that he, you know, didn't expect or couldn't overcome or, you know, wasn't praised for his performance. In. Right. And I feel like at least we haven't seen him um, be reprimanded for his bullying of his classmates. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that could be a sort of, uh, you know, I don't know. It, like it certainly could be his teachers have favoritism towards yeah. him and are letting it slide because uh, he's so you know he must be like at least with he has a strong quirk he was smart enough to get into ua so he's probably top of the class yeah so, so like, people whatever. sometimes when you have a student at the top of the class even if they're misbehaving you like don't believe it you're like oh bakugo couldn't yeah. do that he's, he's my star pupil good. yeah and you know and, and they're i think this is slightly more of a trope at least in anime that i've seen where like being being that sort of star pupil um people look the other way right but i think it's important to say that we don't actually see any of that stuff happening and that's just us interpreting it this could just be regular old you know kid bullying they managed to do it without getting in trouble all the time it's it's like especially oh what is midoriya gonna squeal on bakugo his best friend yeah um and and we do sort of uh you know quickly after this see i think at least for me a better explanation of um why bakugo kind of hates Deku um why he hates Midoriya because in that in that little one in one of those little flashbacks of when they're kids uh Bakugo like fault that they're like oh we're children we're in the forest we're exploring (laughs) yeah we were not supposed to be the no trespassing zone um and he like falls off a log into a river um and everyone's like oh wow you is he gonna be okay and they're like ah he's fine he's Bakugo he can deal with everything yeah and he's like gets up like hey yeah I'm fine but like Midoriya is there lightning fast. Like Midoriya has like almost teleported down to be like, "Hey, are you okay?" Right. And you know th- this reads as like it's it's a it's a very young child who has been told their entire life, "You are so great. You're fantastic. You can do whatever you want to do. You can exceed at everything." Mm-hmm. And this other kid who's like who who views his worth is like, "Oh, do you need my help?" And so it's it, it. I read it as this real superiority complex. It's like I am so good. I don't need help in any way right i don't need help especially from you and and for for you to come and offer your help to me is a supreme insult like if i needed help from someone i don't let alone you yeah yeah and and, you know it, it it is this it is definitely he's still a dick 
but right like it, i don't want this to be taken as we view bakugo as a sympathetic character or anything because we don't no. but well, we can see uh, where I, it's I coming have, from I, I do have a little bit of because it, it the fact that it it started when he was that young i guess yeah some of it is like he's a product of the people that raised yeah, him and not necessarily nature like, versus nurture like sure. uh, so the nurture for him was warped in a certain way right no one ever like corrected his aggressive behavior yeah you know and it, it was obviously happening when he was young enough that it, it really should have been corrected yes so you know i you know you, you there's a certain point where the, you're responsible for your own actions absolutely but at the end of the day, if the, if the kid is succeeding in school and he is is viewed as successful, I, you know, I assume most teachers and maybe most parents are going to be like, well, he's doing well. Yeah. I mean, if you don't hear him tell Midoriya to kill himself, then. Yeah, then you're probably <laughs> fine with it. So, you know, that that, that sort of <laughs> situation. Yeah. Um, but we, we do also get, uh, I think, a little bit more of, of the flip side for Deku. I, I would say this is much more of a, we're looking at uh, Bakugo Psyche episode. Right. Um, but we... Well, it's because we already know, we feel like we know a lot about Midoriya already because we've been following him since episode one. Right, right, for sure. Um, and we it just, uh, we get more, like, I wasn't buying it too much last episode that Deku was, like, standing up against him because he's like, oh, you're shaking, like, you're still afraid. Mm-hmm. But, like, even in, in Midoriya's uh, internal monologues here, he's like, he, like, flashes back and was like, oh, I would never try to get in your way or whatever, but I would never think that. And he's like, no, I do think that. Yeah, he's I'm, like, I take back I'm, everything I I'm said. I'm going to compete with you, and I, I want to. Yeah. And I like that, you know? It's, and... And I guess this sort of, unless, unless you don't want to move on quite yet, but uh, I guess this probably ties into what you see as All Might being a bad teacher. No. Uh, no? <laughs> no, that's later when okay. he doesn't stop the fight. Well, that's, that's what we'll I get mean. To. But, all right, then we'll, we'll get to it. I guess, I mean, he sort of says along, like several times throughout the episode, he says he's not going to stop the fight. Um, and I'm like, why? And then eventually he says, for his sake. And I just think that's such a load of bullshit. Oh, I don't. Like, I totally do. You're the teacher. You're supposed to be looking out for these kids. He literally doesn't stop the fight until the other kids are practically begging him to stop. He's like, they're going to kill each other. Sir, like, do something. And he finally says, okay, stop. But he does it obviously too late because Midoriya has already got his punch charged up. Baku's already got his sweat charged up. And it's too late for them to stop. They have, they can't pull the punch. They've already thrown, you know? Well, I mean. I, and I just feel like, where are they finding these teachers? <laughs> that, <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I, I would still say that there, there is, there's definitely, it's a weird anti-favoritism where he's like, I would stop, I would stop this fight for normal students because it's un, uh, unsafe. But like, you know, I, I, it doesn't present this way, but you know, maybe he wants to make sure he's not being uh, favoritey. He's like, oh no, my boy. Oh, I be- have to let Midori my boys get hit. Hurt. Otherwise, yeah. people will think that I'm being um, like. There might be a little of that, but the way that he all might phrases it in his mind is that oh, he, he wants Midoriya to see that Midoriya can fight against Bakugo. Yeah, and 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 I, you know, I think on a, if it weren't for the fact that you know Midoriya is the protege, uh, like, I think I think that's that's okay to a certain extent. If if you're if you're seeing that there is there is this student who view you know who has this roadblock or has this thing they aspire to, you don't want to, you know, get too much in the way of that. And especially I do think he does try to call out that like it doesn't look like Bakugo is actually trying to kill him. Right. He is and just I, trying yeah. to hurt him. So, you know, 
And but I think he also makes a good point where he says he tells Bakugo not to use his gauntlets again and he cages it as you shouldn't fight so oh, recklessly I didn't, indoors. I didn't like this one. But, which I think is true to some extent. Like, you sh- like to cut down on collateral damage, you should probably try to um, pull your punches a little bit indoors as in not destroy the structural integrity of the building. But what does Midoriya do? destroy the structure oh, oh, okay. yeah no absolutely again i'm not trying to argue that all might is a great teacher here <laughs> but i think that he he's like okay like that to me is a moment of favoritism towards midoriya because he's telling bakugo okay don't use your cool superpower again because we all know that you're better than midoriya so go ahead and just don't use it anymore like hamstringing him yeah i i i was bothered by that but at the same time though um it, it, there's a sort of situation Bakugo obviously toys with Midori. He could have captured him like easily and not lost. Um, like in, in the last sort of exchange that they have, or right, right before the very final exchange, he's just like slamming against the ground in a, in a little. Oh fun. yeah, he does like the exact same move that Midori had yeah. done on him earlier, where he slams him down on his back. Yeah. Um, and at any point in there, he could have just wrapped him up with the capture tape and and actually won. Well, I so the thing is, I got the impression that the only the hero team was no, no, no they, the they distinctly, they distinctly did they. Say, okay, yeah. I they say you can, that part. Yeah, they say the ways that either either side can win. This was from last episode. Is capturing. Um, so they must, they, they each have capture tape. I do okay. believe, I do believe he mentions that he gives them both teams capture tape. Okay. I thought it was just that the villain team had to evade capture or, or defeat the heroes before the, or the timer. I thought they were going to win by the timer. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, do we want, do you want to just finish up what our, what our thoughts are on, on sort of, uh, the psychology going on here? Um, then we can we can then speak about the because uh, that, that is the throughput of this episode I think. right like i have other notes to talk about but let's yeah. focus on bakugo and midoriya um i yeah midoriya wants to beat bakugo because he's amazing he says like it's like he wants to prove to himself that he's mm. good enough to go toe-to-toe with bakugo um and i kind of think he doesn't get that by the end of this episode i kind of think midoriya still does not believe he can go toe-to-toe with bakugo because he says basically you made me use my power and he shows bakugo that his arm is well he says it's broken but he's still like moving it around which i feel like you should not moving it's just stuck there (laughs) sort of but like it's not like his bones are all broken and that flopping at his side uh so maybe we are supposed to read that as like midoriya's getting a little bit more control over his body oh no i think he's broken (laughs) his arm i I, like i i think we have to read anytime he gets off colored skin okay that's that's a broken arm okay because that's it's hard for me to read because i was under the impression i've never broken a bone before so i'm sure that that oh, has would, something to do with but it it but wouldn't really like it would swell up but it wouldn't look like that i think that's just a visual well no i'm sure that the whole skin wouldn't discolor but i'm talking about like the range of motion that you would have after a broken bone oh, that's yeah. what i am failing to understand and like you can you can still move a broken bone it just hurts a lot (laughs) yeah i think that's lost on me like i said as somebody who hasn't broken a bone like i like before when he used his finger and i thought oh his finger can't be broken because he's able to move it it just and and i I think i think you know the average 15 year old yeah that's how that's old midoriya is the average 15 year old i thought they were 14 they're like 15 all right they're Uh, the average like 14 or 15 year old uh would not be able to handle that pain, especially considering I don't think Midoriya has uh, 
experience with like you know this is just the first times he's breaking his bones like nonstop or whatever right i mean we don't know for sure that he's never broken right. bones before but, but not to this extent and, and so i think like you know with him breaking fingers ba- breaking he's broken like all but one no i think i think this was the one limb that he hadn't broken yet no no it was probably his left arm that he didn't break before i'm not remembering exactly but he's yeah, I don't he's, remember he's, bro- he's broken a lot of things in really quick succession yeah um and the i, I mean the adrenaline can carry he, you through that yeah but the idea that someone could continuously do this and like just sort of be okay right it, it's, it's it would be a crazy amount of pain so i think there's a sort <laughs> certain liberty we either have to assume that midoriya's uh pain tolerance is phenomenally high yeah or um like this is an anime and like he just oh he's he's tough he can right it's not important to the story that he is in excruciating pain so we'll just gloss over it so so there's that um but yeah yeah i i I do i do like and again we're just gonna finish this throughput i think um i do like sort of bakugo's realization at the end that Deku was like actually fighting him with everything that he had is at least what it reads to me. Like mm-hmm. there's this really shot, like, you know, Bakugo has hit him. Like Deku decides to take the full blast, like point blank and not hit Bakugo, but like try to win the entire time. Yeah. By um, punching through the yeah, ceiling, you know, eye on the prize. And, and I, I do, I do like the fact that Bakugo gets his sort of comeuppance of like, you could have actually won this fight if you didn't screw around with this kid. Like you are actually stronger than yeah, him. Yeah. So maybe Bakugo does learn a little something, hopefully. Yeah. And I, I think that like the shocked face that he has that like Deku really did put his all into it and, and he had to use it as a last resort because he can barely control it. Yeah. And Bakugo is like, this is like, it's actually it really is on Bakugo. Like he could have won. Right. I think Bakugo, there are so many different ways Bakugo could have won this fight through yeah. strategy or through like, if all might hadn't told him to stop using his gauntlets, he definitely could have taken Deku well, out. Even, even if, even if he didn't, I think, you know, he was easily able to get in close on, on Deku once, oh, for once sure. the time came. And if he just took it seriously the entire time, like, I think he, I think he wins, but he, he wanted, he has this idea that he needs to crush Deku um, and that that's not just beating him. That's like, you know, putting him into the dirt. And yeah. Just beating him isn't enough. And because of that, he lost. So I, I do like to see that as, you know, as perhaps maybe a little predictable. It, it may be, um, but I, I do I do like it. Yeah. So hopefully Bakugo will <laughs> learn something from that. Uh, so let's pop over to Ida and Uraraka. Yeah. So uh, Deku sends Uraraka off to basically one on one v one Ida mm-hmm. <laughs> upstairs, and uh, it's so cool. Ida is so committed and prepared. I'm, he moves all of the other stuff out of the room so that uh, Uraraka can't use her gravity powers to make projectiles or anything. I I, I love how that reads as like like an incredible type a personality yeah for I've, sure I've cleaned, like it's I, literally I sparkles everything. it's all clean I do, I do love that and i i, I want to give oh, i want to give a special shout out to the at least the english va he puts on this sort of like like evil voice like yeah he, like you can hear him do it like <laughs> it's it's so hor- gosh it's so horribly corny i love it it's dumb and it's fantastic and i and i think Ida kind of steals a lot of this episode um, just by being so hilarious. Yeah. Uh. Something else I noticed was that Uraraka has horseshoes on her feet. Yeah. Horse girl confirmed. This this really... I'm just kidding. She can't be a horse girl. Her hair's not long enough. This really just... it. Uh, gosh, it looks so unwieldy. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, like how does she balance on that. them? I mean, I guess she doesn't really need to balance because she has anti-grab powers. But like, it's it seems impractical. Yeah. Um, although we, we do see... Um, uh, 
she uses her anti-grav powers on herself. Yeah, I thought you said that she was not able to or like it distressed her, but she yeah, doesn't so seem distressed at all in this episode. Pre- pre- present Mike, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like calls out that if, if she uses it on herself too much or if she uses it on too many things, she hurls. Is like her, she doesn't have a Yeah, I it. thought it was just the if she used it too often or to lift something too heavy or something. Okay, so then uh, we should really, uh, she wins push-ups. I'm telling you. She yeah was, she wins that push-up competition and i i also speaking about her power um first of all she uses special moves just like the pros do which i thought yeah. was really cute yeah. uh i can't remember what she called i didn't write it down but uh like, like nuclear like a grand, home run or like something a grand slam or something like that yeah i loved it <laughs> her favorite power her favorite superhero is that baseball pun guy oh, confirmed gosh, please no <laughs> please no at least it's not backdraft we're gonna mention him in every episode uh, probably not you're the one who's doing this i know he just it just comes up uh, he just fits in every episode it doesn't come i'm up. definitely not shoehorning him in at uh, all uh and the next thing i want to know nightmare. is <laughs> does she say does she have to say release to release her power because she does it at like a strategically inopportune time right so she she's distracted ida with her projectiles with the baseball pillar whatever mm-hmm. and then she jumps through the air and like before she gets to the thing she has to release herself so that she can come down from her fall and that gets his attention back and he's like oh she's over there now now she as far as i can tell is not any closer to the bomb then than she was earlier in the episode when it didn't work because ida ran to the bomb and moved it and if if that's a real drawback of her power that she has to save release and therefore can't use like the element of surprise uh that's but something that's to note drawback. that's a drawback this otherwise is, like why would you say it and yeah, do we, that we have seen her do it a number of times now um like we right and we, i don't know if that was like for the per, for, for the, the viewer. viewer yeah and i i th- i think that it i think it might be for the viewer and this is i think this is the first we've talked about before how i do i do enjoy how there seem to be real world drawbacks Mm -hmm. that make sense this doesn't make sense well that's the i think that might be actually a problem that i have with this is that they do it they do so often so many visual things or audio things um for the benefit of the viewer it makes it hard for me as the viewer to tell when something is being done in universe yes and again i think this this goes comes back to just the the first couple of episodes where i'm i wasn't sure if the smoke that all might gets when he changes form is real or not right exactly like you know how much of it is functioning um and like how much is this release functioning um i i i will say at least in this case i think it didn't get in the way because she but he ide definitely hears her say it because he notices when she says it that's when he notices that she's over there right but i i at least the impression i got is that he would have he would have noticed her regardless i don't think i don't know i mean he was caught off guard i mean i feel like the dust would have had to settle for her no i don't think he saw her until she said release because he's like oh she's over there she sees her enter the room well no obviously he knows that she's there i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the second time that she tries this move the first time she tries the move he obviously sees her do it and that's how he's able to move the bomb out of the way the second time she does it is after she swings the pillar and hits all the debris at him distracting him but then when she jumps over him she says release and that brings his attention back to her that's the part that i'm talking about i didn't i didn't notice that being a one No, because he even says she says release and that's when he notices that she's over there and that's what i'm saying if she has to say out loud release it's a real drawback it's a real drawback and if not then why did she do it because like i was saying i don't think she's any closer to the bomb at that moment than she was when she did it the first time and he had time to run over to the bomb and get it so why did she think 
that bring like she had distracted him and then brought his attention back to her i think that he would have had enough time to go get the bomb again and maybe he was still a little disoriented um, by disoriented the, exactly the yeah I, I mean i i think it's it's uh, it'd be cool if it got, got addressed basically yeah um because there's nothing intrinsic to her power that makes me think oh yeah that's why she would have to say it like is it is it like Harry Potter rules? You can eventually, she, <laughs> can she eventually learn how right, to like, do her magic? Should she have just whispered release? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, could, could she, or, you know, was she just caught up in the moment? Like, to be fair, this, these are these kids, like, like yeah, this first is like real day first, of school. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and it, it, yeah, it could be some sort of, um, you know, uh, mental thing for her where like, she can more easily do it this way. And why should, why would she ever be taught? Like, you know, I, I I'm, I'm, willing to allow some quirkiness in the quirks <laughs> yeah um because, especially because they're learning still yeah and especially especially because everyone i think for the most part uh these quirks are going to be pretty unique to these kids like i imagine that they're you know oh the, you, there's not like another anti-grav person that she yes. could have been learning this yes from. exactly that they like you know m- maybe considering this is a superpower situation maybe there are more maybe there are a bunch of like water people fire people ice people or whatever um, just because it's superpowers and there's always yeah. a bunch. But, you know, some of these more um, distinct quirks, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if just like, just like ah, I got to figure this all out on my own. Like, yeah. you know, and maybe there are people who can help them, but they would be, I assume, teachers at these hero schools. And this is the first time they're going to maybe get that sort of directed, you know, advice on some of these right. things. So, yeah, I, I, it, it's actually a really good point that I didn't notice. I, I, it would be it would be cool if they're like, yeah, and then she learns how to not say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it can only hurt her. Um, but maybe not. I don't know. I feel like it's nice to have a drawback for every quirk so no one feels too overpowered. Everything's kind of balanced. Right, I mean, obviously, I, I some quirks like are stronger than others, but... Her, hers at least have something that, that makes enough sense to me of like, you know, she can only lift so much like okay I, I get that at least it ties directly to her quirk that just but see that's something that i feel like she could overcome eventually the, yeah. like having a stronger stomach or whatever but that's what i mean like there there's no obvious reason to me why she'd be able to overcome this aside from just like just think about it in a different way mm-hmm. like I, I like the like i can increase my weight limit makes sense or whatever it, right just it, like it, a bodybuilder yeah exactly it, it turns her into like a sort of weightlifter of, of a kind <laughs> yeah yeah which I, that, that one at least makes sense but you know well, whatever we'll see I, uh and um i i th- i do think I, I do have like a sort of functional question of so she picks up she picks up the pillar uh-huh right she's able to do that if she makes it weightless presumably yes and she's able to hit those things yes if she hit a human being with it would they just die like I want to know it to a certain uh. extent because she she's just she's just making it so the gravity doesn't work on these things, right? I assume they still have their mass, right? Yeah, it seems that way. So, so she could. I'm telling you, she has the strongest quirk. <laughs> that it, it was huge. That was a concrete. Yeah, I, 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 think I see could, what you're saying. Like if I think she, she had could kill tried anyone, to smash Ida with the he pillar, he would be dead. <laughs> I really think that. Yeah, that you know, that's why Bakugo asked at the beginning how much they were allowed to hurt the other students is because he knew that Uraka was going to go crazy. Somebody. Like, like legit, can she, can she touch a building, pick it up, and drop it on someone? Like maybe she I can't think that's reach a that little, yet. Well, I think that's actually a little more involved question because what about all of the like pipes and stuff right. and anchoring the building to the ground? Okay, so just. Can can she just pick up like a boulder, a b- boulder, and throw it at someone, <laughs> and will they die without her having to like deactivate? Her I quarter? think the answer I is think, yes. I think so too. That's 
that's scary. Listen, I really think I, good thing she's a hero. She is top tier. I think she's super top tier. All right. Just uh hot takes from connor i'm gonna keep on expounding on how i think her quirk <laughs> is just really fantastic yeah. and, and powerful in a lot of situations uh so the next thing i want to talk about is their costumes and i know that we have I a lot to say about costumes. but uh, what i noticed i didn't notice in the previous episode but i noticed in this episode that uh ida has extra engines extra on mufflers her, or, not muffler what exhaust, no, muff- pipes, yeah, exhaust pipes um on his back are those functional or just for show i have to assume they're not yeah, I, I mean, think that they're just like what? for a look that he's going for. C- considering how specifically functional, which let me tell you, the the bull that is these people who have never met Bakugo before were able to design. Well, he, if he knew enough about it, though, he could he have requested. He made a stick figure. <laughs> but he could have had a written description that was much more. Some people aren't gifted as art aren't as gifted at art as others as you know so you're telling me they were like oh this kid sweats nitroglycerin i can make a perfect thing that can shoot it out no i think that he could uh, have uh, brainstormed whatever. something along the lines of i want and then they something to hold out. my sweat so that i can deliver distance and bigger uh, explosion bigger, bigger boom and i think that that's right. really reasonable i think that that's a very cool invention for two reasons number one being a bigger explosion so maybe there is a limit to how big his explosions can be and this is an easy way to make a bigger explosion and number two the fact that it gives him distance attacks where mm-hmm. normally he might need to put himself in danger by getting close to a potentially dangerous villain um now he could fight them a little bit more safely from a distance here here's the thing that i think uh i don't know so nitroglycerin is pretty expensive <laughs> so you think he should just be like a sweatshop oh yeah like if sell his I nitroglycerin feel, i feel like sweat? if bakugo wanted to he could just like somehow make a contraption that's like a sweat box that would collect Harvest his sweat his bodily fluids yeah. and sell them and he would make incredible it, maybe it's a controlled bank. substance literally incredible yeah, but he bank. wants to be a hero oh i know but i'm just, I'm just pointing this <laughs> if out if this doesn't pan out he yeah. could be making the big because bucks he, he doesn't just make explosions he sweats nitroglycerin yeah it's very specific right and i i'm sure it's something that he sort of figured out as he was growing up just like they were talking about in the last episode the girl that thought she could shoot water out and it turns out that she's actually pulling the moisture out of the air mm-hmm. so uh that was another it was like a cool callback to something that we learned about world building in the past episode um now the sweat aspect of his Uh power does that mean he has to like drink water all the time to stay hydrated so that he can sweat does that mean that he can't perform as well when it's cold outside because it's not as easy to sweat does that mean Mm. that he like um stays Mm. at a high level of physical activity so that he can always sweat other 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 things does he have necessary uh explosion resistance property because these explosions oh, yeah, are happening like in his hand. And um, like if he passes some sparks, like static electricity. I don't. I can't tell you how many oh, times yeah, just someone, from walking around in socks or whatever, I shock you or shock myself yeah. on something. Does he explode? Does he just, yeah. does he explode? Well, a lo- probably not since he's not exploded, so you know. Ma- so maybe, maybe I take it back. Maybe he has a very special type of like nitroglycerin mix that only he can activate somehow. So like he Right, gets maybe to, there's some intentionality yeah. to it or something. I mean there there obviously must be some sort of intentionality. So like there some kind of mental trigger, some sort like he I, I don't know. Cuz the 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 thing that makes it especially weird to me is if his thing is just that he sweats nitroglycerin, mm-hmm. why is he just using his hands? Drop some bows on oh, him. Oh yeah. Kid. Like Sh- shoot he out, should be shoot able to cause back. an explosion out of any part yeah, of his blow, body. Like if 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 he he appears to be explosion resistant, 
Otherwise, because his hands are not exploding. Yes. Um, The skin never gets burns on it. Just like basically turn yourself into a walking uh, immune to explosions proximity mine and no one can ever beat you in close up combat. Like the fact that Deku's able to grab him and his reaction is not, well, I'm going to blow up my arm. And I'm right. going to be fine. Right. Like it speaks to maybe there's some limitation or maybe he's just not being clever enough yet. Because, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, we can still, we'll see. Om- omnidirectional explosions, Bakugo. You heard, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't have too many other distinct points. Is there any last uh, touch points yeah, you wanted to get Yeah, the last thing that I wanted okay, to cool. talk about um, is not really about the episode so much. It's just like a theoretical uh, discussion about um Midoriya like wasting himself like this and, and yeah. <laughs> like on the one hand Aizawa's kind of right that he makes himself a liability if he breaks his own body but he's also trying to learn and you have to kind of push yourself to your limit to learn new things yeah I, I, th- I think there's a definite problem of time compression here like we're at we're at six this is episode seven yeah this is episode seven right and so this is episode seven and of these seven episodes the past like three have all taken course over like what less than 48 hours i don't know if this is like the very second day of school or not i I think it is that's the implication it might be i just couldn't really tell i mean i i guess it, you could be right because they're acting like this is the first yeah, given time the that costumes they're... on the first day of school yeah. we just learned about how classes happen in the morning okay yeah i can yeah. be on board so and if we go even back deku doesn't get this power until like what episode three yeah no i think he gets it at the beginning of four or no no you're right yeah, it's episode at three. three it's at three so like he has not had this very long. He has not. Yeah, they had it during the entrance exams, which is still during their middle school year. But yeah. then they just have they the like a month off year. for summer, yeah. and then they start again. Well, and, I know and, school starts in spring, and he but distinctly said that between the entrance exam and getting and getting the, the info that he got in, All Might didn't talk to him. All Might went yeah. radio silence. So Deku has not had any actual training with his quirk right like it's really unreasonable to expect him to do anything other than break his entire body don't no one has taught him how to use his quirk right but it's not like like aizawa doesn't know the nature of his power so it's not weird for him to expect a little bit more control if you're in aizawa's position and you think that this kid has had his power since the age of four and just hasn't bothered to learn bodily control I don't think you can really fault him for that because he doesn't know the nature oh, of right. Midori just got his power a month ago. Yeah, and and uh, the fact that people aren't too um, confused, like Ida is the only one who seems confused by it. He like continues, it's like his quirk hurts his body. Like, yeah, all the time. Sorry, all the time. Um, but I I think the fact the idea that quirks can be detrimental to the self mm-hmm. um, is important to keep in mind because this is not super surprising to a lot of people. Yeah. So the idea that there might be someone out there who like like has let's let's use the moisture drawing thing or whatever mm-hmm. like but can't control that they don't know how to control it they never figured it out and they just like hyperhydrate themselves and like just experience extreme pain like whenever yeah they do i that see what you're or saying something. and if so if if i always sees all right this kid was able to get in here and just never cared enough about their quirk to figure out how to not break their own bones mm-hmm. and, like it might not be their fault but maybe they just literally can't they've had 15 years of their life to figure it out if they couldn't get a mild handle on it that's not gonna it's not gonna start now get out of here yeah like, and then totally i guess seeing that midoriya is able to control it at least to some extent minor extent like yeah. inspires some belief in him yeah so but yeah that, that's 
that's pretty much capped for me. Any any last thoughts? I guess uh, still on that same point. Oh, go, um, go, go. <laughs> if they like you, you're they need to be in a safe and controlled environment because they're students learning. But mm. how do you marry that with this? Um, propensity of your student to injure himself like do you prevent all injuries to him do you let him keep injuring himself like what is the (laughs) what is the answer it's it's i uh, i think that's hard like mm, i I don't know i don't think it's a good real world analog right because i'm thinking i guess i'm i'm envisioning it in my mind to like sports like if you're training a runner or something you make them run faster harder more times whatever um but if you push them too hard then they can pull a muscle or, or something tear their ACL or something. yeah and then yeah. they're out of commission permanently or at least for a significant amount of time that can make the rest of their training go to waste yeah or i think actually a good example of this uh perhaps is like the concussion problem um especially considering like if you don't deal with it properly you're more prone to getting concussions oh right you know and even if you do deal it properly, you're more prone to getting concussions. Yeah. So, but I guess maybe it's not a good example because nowadays they just pretend that... They just pretend that the concussions just, aren't happening. Yes, I know. So, oof, that's its own problem. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's hard, especially because, you know, aside from All Might, none of the, you know, I guess the only other teacher we really have seen so far is Aizawa, but none right. of these teachers know Midori at all. Yeah. They don't know, you know, what he's like, what his personality is, like they probably aren't sure yet if he would be willing to, you know, practice or, or do whatever. And see, so yeah, I, I think that this is kind of on all might and I want to see all might like kind of address it and be like, you work out kid. Like, right. Like, like you're not done. Cause just saying like uh, egg in a microwave. Yeah. Try not to make the egg explode. Like it didn't, it hasn't worked so far. Yeah. Cause he's had two opportunities and he's broken an arm and he's broken a finger. Right. Like there, that's, I think where I'm having trouble thinking about what they're going to do because how it seems like it's like, uh, all might said it, he can only use his power at 100% or 0%. He needs, uh, all might has to give him some tips on not using it at 100% so that he can w- gradually work his way up. Yeah. And again, I, I think this is why, I don't know. I just get the impression that all might just probably never had to have this problem before i mean yeah it's clear that he's never had a successor yeah. before but doesn't he remember what it was like when he was no, learning I, to again, control power? I, I think he i think he <laughs> how doesn't. old is all Because remember when he tries to describe he's like it was like or you like, gotta ah. feel it <laughs> yeah like i th- i think he i think he may it must just come to him naturally and yeah he doesn't have a good way oh, come on all mike get it to get <laughs> Be it together. better get it together all right well that's all i had all right. for this episode fun fun times so thanks everybody for listening yeah. uh don't forget we have our twitter account Ooh. now at my hero notebook Whee! we will post uh a tweet every time an episode goes live and sometimes in between and sometimes in between and sometimes and in we between, will, in between. <laughs> we will interact with people who interact with us and we will interact with bots who interact with us absolutely so i'm we, i'm we really can't looking tell forward to that <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> i'll probably reblog like fan art and stuff because that's cool that's cool content content (laughs) all right thanks for listening everybody bye bye